0: The fantasy genre is vast, complex, and has existed for time immemorial. It is a way to escape the drudgery of everyday life, but also a method humanity uses to examine itself in interesting, boundary-shattering ways. We are fascinated with the heights of glory we can rise to, with the depths of depravity in which we sometimes fall. Fantasy gives us an opportunity to reflect on these themes and let's face it, it's also just plain old fun. Join us weekly on Fridays for the Fantasy in General podcast, where we discuss all things fantasy in general. Thank you so much and enjoy the show.
1: Hey, everyone, and welcome to Fantasy in General.
0: Welcome to the Fig Pod.
1: We are here. Indeed, we are. Well, you're there and I'm here. Yes. Or it's starting I'm this, here.
0: Starting to sound like a Dr. Seuss book.
1: It's true. I would not
0: eat them in a box. I would not eat them with a box.
1: <laughs> Very true. Very true. <laughs> that, that's what I was going for, really. Hmm. Uh, I gotta emulate. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm picking up a new hobby.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. You're going to rhyme.
1: Yes, I'm going to rhyme everything from now on.
0: Oh, gosh. Here we go.
1: And I will.
2: I, I... Were you... I don't I know. Rhyme or were you I... going to rhyme?
1: I guess I'm not good at rhyming because I feel like rhyming on is fairly simple. But suddenly I can't think of a rhyming word.
0: With the word what?
1: On. I'm going to rhyme from now on, even if it gives you a yawn.
0: I will not be your silly pawn.
1: Ooh, but I will.
0: Even if your rhymes go on and on and on.
1: Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. See, you're good at this. You're good at this. Um, Hustle and flow. Have you watched Stranger Things yet? No. I need somebody that has terrible. watched, like, the first half to let me know if I'm okay, you know?
0: The first half of the series?
1: Well, yeah, because they released it, like, the first seven episodes.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. And
1: then the last seven are in July, I guess. I think,
0: I think you're right, yeah, sometime in July.
1: Yeah, so I need somebody to let me know if I'm all right. To watch it or not. Um, like, as
0: far as you want them to be able to tell you whether or not it's too scary?
1: Yes. And I don't really think I'm there yet because let me tell you about what happened today. Okay. okay. Tell me. So, I had class tonight, and on Thursday nights, my kids have um, gymnastics and ninja mm-hmm. class. Okay? okay. So, I stay home because my class is on Zoom and my husband takes the kids. So, I'm home by myself and i'm listening to a podcast while i'm making dinner and then i thought i heard something and so i took the largest knife that's in my kitchen and when i went around every corner i went like this first
0: did you make a noise like yeah <laughs>
1: <Ha>. <laughs> and then i thought man i hope it's not like somebody i know um but it
0: yeah, that'd be terrible.
1: Yeah. So good news is it wasn't anybody. It was just me being a scaredy cat, like always.
0: I do wonder, is that too loud? Air conditioning just kicked on behind me. Can you hear it?
1: Oh, no. Actually, I was okay. about to tell you that my dishwasher is about to go off and it does a little, a little tune.
0: A little jingle jangle?
1: To signal that it's now clean. So if you hear that, that's what it is.
0: My money don't jiggle, jiggle. It folds.
1: I, what is that from?
0: It's from, okay, I, I did a deep dive on it.
1: Yeah, because I see it all the time and I feel like I'm so far out that I can't even get in, you know? There was
0: this guy who was in an interview and I don't even know why he was being interviewed. Um, and uh, nerdy guy, like he's a, I don't know what he does, um, but they, the interviewer asked him, did he used to rap in his youth? And he was like, yeah, and kind of laughs since like I did. He's a British guy. And then the interviewer goes, well, could you give us a a bit of what you used to do? And then he's like, all right. And kind of reluctantly starts going, my money don't jiggle jiggle. It folds right in my feet or whatever, however it goes. And uh, somebody took that interview and turned it into this song that now is on all these, you know, TikToks and Instagram videos.
1: And it's a recent interview?
0: No, the interview looked like it was over 10 years old.
1: Oh, oh, so somebody just found it because they were bored.
0: It sounds like somebody found it and was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to turn that into a TikTok song.
1: That poor guy. I wonder if he loves it or if he hates it. I don't know. I watched a, a reel or something a video on Instagram and Mm -hmm. it was, I think I sent it to you about a lady that eats like 40 ice creams a day. Yes.
0: You did send that to me. I think I responded. She just knows what she wants.
1: I mean, that's true. And like, I mean, 40 that's so cold all the time.
0: She eats. Yeah. They show in that video her just, constantly going to the freezer and pulling out like ice cream bar. Does she eat, like ice cream cones too, like drumsticks? I know she was pulling out like a bunch of ice cream bars. Yeah, it seemed
1: like fudge sickles, you know, like that kind yeah. of, vibe, but yeah. I don't know. She just know. loves the
0: way it makes her feel.
1: I guess it's very weird. 40. I mean, so she's not eating anything else. There's no way.
0: Yeah. If you're eating 40 a day, I don't know how you could eat anything else, but.
1: I I would hope that you would be full from that, even though I hope that you're not. You know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of this.
0: (sighs) There's a lot of nutrition, key nutritional things that are missing in that diet.
1: I guess there's protein, carbs. Carbs, uh,
0: sugar. I mean, do you get your vitamins like vitamin C, A?
1: You know what? Let's hope that it's like a vitamin, like a nutrient dense ice (laughs) cream. Okay. We'll just say that we will hope. Yeah. I don't think I could ever do that. There's not a lot that I could eat over and over and over again.
0: I like savory food too much.
1: Well, there's, I I think there's like, uh, in my undergrad, there's like four foods that, um, your, your body will never signal. Like you're satiated from them. Like You'll never get tired of eating them if you have to.
0: Oh, do you remember any of these?
1: Gosh, There's four. I think one of them is potatoes.
0: I was going to ask, is one of them potato chips? Yeah. Because I'll eat the tar out of potato four
1: chips. foods that you never... <sighs> I don't know.
0: Potatoes are very dense, you know, in caloric value. Yeah, I so think that's it's
1: why. like, yeah, I think it's that, and it's bread. Um, I got to look it up. I got to do some research. But yeah, with something like, it doesn't send, like, signals to your brain, you know, like the same chemicals to your brain that says, okay, I don't want this anymore.
0: I wonder if it's starches things that are yeah, starchy.
1: I, I just, because, you know, you think that you could eat something over and over again, but, you know, on day three, it's not going to happen anymore. Okay. I'll give, it, I'll give it three days of cheeseburgers. That's my <laughs> thing. I know yours is pizza. You could always eat pizza, right?
0: Pizza, tacos. Yeah. I love cheeseburgers too, but my thing, my thing, two things that I never get sick of are pizza and tacos.
1: See, mine's, cheeseburgers love a good cheeseburger
0: but you don't think you could eat a cheeseburger for more than a few days in a row
1: no Mm -mm. do you think that you could eat pizza for more than a few days probably you think so
0: i i do is that okay it's good i don't
1: know i guess we'll have to test it
0: one of these days we'll have to do an experiment
1: (laughs) sounds like a highly unhealthy experiment Sounds it like does. we're going to have a video made about us. Yeah. We'll
0: <laughs> no. Like one of those, like that super size me documentary where the guy oh, eats McDonald's every day.
1: Gosh, that's horrible. Oh, yuck. It's awful.
0: I have purposely not watched that documentary because every now and then I'm not as much into it as I used to be, but every now and then I enjoy a little fast food and I don't need a documentary to tell me how bad it is for me.
1: Oh, I love fast food. And I, and I particularly do enjoy McDonald's. There's something about just a plain cheeseburger from McDonald's that, I mean, I don't know what to say. It's delicious.
0: Agreed. McDonald's is my family's road trip food. When we're going on a road trip. Everybody in the family, like, like the kids say, mom, dad, are we going to McDonald's? And we're like,
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah.
1: 15 (laughs) cheeseburgers and everybody grabs a few, you know?
0: Yes, exactly. So good. Except my youngest, she prefers McNuggets.
1: She prefers just black beans from Taco Bell. So
0: when we order from Taco Bell, she gets black beans and rice. That is her jam. Like there's so many other delicious things. Ever had
1: a Mexican pizza though. (laughs) Does she know?
0: No, and she they're back.
1: Yeah, no I there. I know I had one. Did you? Yes, when I the day it came out, it's a celebration. <laughs> we had Mexican pizza, and my husband had never had it before. Never? No. Mm-mm. That
0: was an item I was because I know they were Taco Bell was trying to condense their menu. Yeah. And they, so they said they were taking away items that were not that popular. And when I heard that one of the items was Mexican pizza, I was thinking, I think I could name at least 50 people that I know that that's their favorite item on the Taco Bell menu. It's
1: so good. And it's, and like, it's not at the same time, you know, but it's just delicious. Like it's nothing special. (laughs) I think it's just growing up and that's just what you get at Taco Bell. I have no idea.
0: Was that your jam growing up at Taco Bell?
1: Yeah, that was my like uh my fancy. Like if I was feeling fancy, I got Mexican pizza.
0: Were you more uh at Taco Bell would would you were you more likely to order a burrito or a taco?
1: Oh, a taco. Really? Yeah, m- my fave right now. So there's a few items that I'll always order, uh, no matter what. Not a few, like I get 10 items or something to myself. I don't. <laughs> Um, If there is a, if nacho fries are there, duh, you know, and then always, no matter what, I'll get a spicy potato soft taco.
0: Oh, they are so good.
1: Those are delicious. And I made homemade ones one time with the sauce and everything. Good stuff.
0: Oh, it was good. I was going to ask, could you replicate the taste?
1: Oh yeah, no, it was good. And you know what else I made a while ago? Um, you guys, I'm actually a fairly healthy person. I just need to put this out, put it's, that out there.
0: Everybody enjoys a little think, bit of Taco Bell. Well,
1: that's the thing. I think because, you know, we eat fairly healthy that when we do eat out, it's a real treat, you know?
0: Oh, and it and tastes, that's why yeah. it's
1: so exciting.
0: That potato, that po- cheesy potato taco tastes like a $50 filet mignon. Oh,
1: and it's a <laughs> buck 39, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, I made. Sorry, go ahead. Um, homemade crunch wraps.
2: Ooh,
0: and they
1: were very good, especially because do- they tasted very fresh. You know.
0: So you wrapped it in a flour tortilla. Yeah. And did you like uh, grill you like- it on a flat top, or how'd you do it?
1: Um, uh, how did I do it? In a pan. Yeah, just a pan. A pan. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh.
1: Why was I not
0: over when you did this?
1: I don't know. It was kind of like an experiment. So, and I haven't done it since.
0: Oh, well. You know what we still haven't tried that we must? What? Is uh, Captain Crunch Chicken, but with Cheez-Its.
1: That's true. I better get my husband on that. Because I
2: think that could be gold.
1: Do we still put... Captain Crunch.
0: What is so when you make because I've never I've eaten it when your husband's made it, but I've never made it. Mm-hmm. Is what's the savory part in the mix? Because it's not just sweet like Captain Crunch. There's something savory corn in
1: flakes. there, right? Cornflakes.
0: Oh yeah, then I would say I wonder if you could replace the cornflakes with the cheese it's to get the salty savory and then have the sweet of the Captain Crunch.
1: Man, that would be delicious.
0: I mean I'm just like Gordon Ramsay here spitting yeah. out ideas.
1: I mean there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he would be very proud. Incredibly. He might. Yeah. he might be. Never know. Never know. Oh, food. All right, well we did our food talk, so.
0: We did. We were starting to talk about stranger things and we yeah. totally got sidetracked.
1: Yeah, I don't know why. Um But whatever. We haven't watched it. But if you have, again, please let me know if I'm okay. So.
0: I mean, will you watch it? Even if somebody says, it's okay, Kelsey, will you watch
1: it? No, I'll watch it eventually. Okay. I just have to get over my initial anger. So.
0: And I want to let you know that a kitchen knife, even if it's the biggest one in your kitchen, is it going to kill a Demogorgon?
1: Oh, no, I wasn't scared of that. I was listening okay. to a true crime podcast, so I was scared of, like, oh, human, okay. you know. So Okay.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, it, a kitchen knife might just make a Demogorgon mad.
1: Yeah, that's true. Oh, you know what that leads me to, because Why? it wouldn't be useful against this either, is uh, I'm planning, my husband and I are planning on going to see... um jurassic world this weekend
0: oh okay
1: pretty excited
0: i am i am excited about it because it not only has chris pratt and bryce dallas howard the new stars in it yeah but it's got the old ones too
1: yes but when it i means- saw
0: alan grant and ellie sattler and ian malcolm <gasps> i was like yes that's
1: gonna be good stuff it doesn't even matter what it's about you know but that's really all of them. You know, I watched the the most recent one, Jurassic World. And I remember <laughs> saying, yeah, it was good. It just like wasn't as like realistic. Like it was kind of not believable. And then you think to yourself, well, none of it is, you know.
0: Yeah, I guess if you know that, like the deep, dark science about it, it's not reasonable. But I remember as a kid when I watched Jurassic Park for the first time, I was oh. like, this could really happen.
1: Oh, I for <laughs> sure rounded every corner very carefully in case of the velociraptor was there. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I didn't do
2: that. But I oh, thought, I did. you know
1: what? We I did. I think that I've said this before in the podcast. When I read Chamber of Secrets, I didn't look in a mirror for a very long time.
0: Did you uh, round corners with a handheld mirror?
1: No. I just like closed my eyes.
0: I mean, a basilisk could just eat you.
1: Better that, I guess. <laughs> oh, well, probably not. I'd probably want to be petrified, I guess. I don't know. I would rather just not encounter one at all to be honest with you agreed. that would be ideal um
0: they're a pain when you play against them in dungeons and dragons too oh really in dungeons and dragons there are basilisks and yeah they 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 petrify you when you make eye contact with them and so like the dungeon master will say okay roll yeah and if you get this number or under this number you make eye contact and oh snap turn to stone and then somebody's got to figure out a spell to bring you back
1: and then you just have to sit there
0: and then you just sit there
1: oh that's lame yeah there's a pretty epic dungeons and dragons uh game going on in the first episode of stranger things oh is there yeah
0: I man i wish I, i cannot find enough people to play and i will be honest being a dungeon master is hard. I've tried. Yeah. And I think I can, I think I do an okay job. People have told me I do an okay job, but I would like to just be a character, just play. Well,
1: cause you have to like lead everything and be creative and, you know.
0: Yeah. You're creative as a character too, but it's just your character, right? If yeah. You're developing yeah. That. When you're the dungeon master. Yeah. You have to, it's the whole world, you know, yeah. that you've got to be prepared to deal with. Yeah.
1: No, for sure.
0: Which kudos to Dungeon Masters.
1: Yeah, we salute you mm-hmm. for sure. Um, okay, well, speaking of games, so this, these are all leading into everything that I wanted to talk to you about.
0: Perfect. Okay. I mean, I'm the Segway Master. So, so
1: that's true. Uh, so my kids have VBS next week, okay? Okay. And it's in it's every morning. And so my husband and I were in the school system, so we're off and we're like, well, you know. Yeah, we're we'll go to breakfast one day, whatever. Uh but what we did is we bought a video game to play. And I'm pretty excited about it, okay?
0: What video game?
1: Well, now it's not popping up. What's with my internet? It is lego harry potter collection
0: <laughs>
1: i am pretty excited
0: it's a kids game it is lego harry potter is it really well for sure i mean it doesn't mean it's not going to be fun
1: well they're also kids books so
0: there's a harry potter uh, a major harry potter game that's coming out that i really want to play and i can't remember december. what. december
1: legacy is that the
0: one where you're oh legacy yeah You get to like join Hogwarts, and you get picked into a house, and you play. Basically, it's a role-playing game for Harry Potter.
1: Yeah, it is. I'm pretty sure it's called Harry Potter Legacy or Hogwarts Legacy. No, yeah, Hogwarts Legacy.
0: I'm excited about Um, that one.
1: And it takes place pre-HP. Correct, yeah. And, oh, it's already out.
0: (gasps) It is? Gosh, I need to take a look.
1: And it's on the Switch now. Oh, no, 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 no. No, coming December 31st. But yeah, they they made it available on the Switch. I I guess they weren't going to, but they ended up doing that.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Yeah, Hogwarts Legacy. You could pre-order.
0: I'm excited about that.
1: And it does release this December 31st. Okay. Okay. Not like... Pokemon Snap. <laughs> Wait, I thought you better.
0: said it was already out.
1: No, no, no. It, I, it was letting me add it because it's pre-order right now.
0: Oh, for all platforms? Yeah. Or just for the Switch?
1: Uh, I'm pretty sure all platforms.
0: Okay. Sorry, I hijacked that. So, Lego Harry Potter.
1: Oh, no, I'm just excited to play it. I don't get super into video games, and I'm pretty excited for this one. So.
0: It's all seven years?
1: Yeah, I think so. It's like two games. I don't know. You like go through the whole story, I guess. Oh, cool. Yeah, they have this one and there's a Lord of the Rings one. And Jurassic World one. So
0: there's Star Wars.
1: Star Wars. Yeah. The Star Wars one is the newest and it's pretty expensive, though.
0: And I think there's uh, Indiana Jones and Batman. Yeah.
1: Oh, so I'm way behind on this. Like I'm acting super stoked about something (laughs) that I shouldn't be excited about.
0: Did you not know about all the Lego video games?
1: No. mm -mm.
0: Oh yeah. They've been around for a long, long time.
1: Oh, well, here I am. Yeah. Just behind.
0: I think you'll have fun.
1: Have you played them before? Oh yeah. Oh,
0: my son has some of them. He has Jurassic Park. um, And I think Batman too.
1: Oh, well, we were trying to find Jurassic. Well, I'm just going to go to your house and like grab it from them so I don't have to buy <laughs> okay. it. There you go. Yeah, we went to GameStop and then we realized that it, they're pretty old. So they probably wouldn't stock them.
0: I mean, GameStop would probably be the place to find them if you're going to find them out in the wild. But
1: yeah, they had, I think they had Star Wars and Avengers.
0: Oh, yeah, there's Avengers too. I played that. That's right.
1: Okay. And you kind of like go through the story?
0: Yeah. I mean, loosely, you know, it doesn't get super in depth, but you know, it's for, you know, but it's, it's fun. Okay. And you get to, I think you get to go back and forth between characters because there's some levels where, you know, maybe you need to throw Ron up onto a ledge or something. Uh, because you can't get up there by yourself. So Harry throws Ron up and then you can go whoop, and switch over to be Ron and oh, do whatever you okay. need to do and then switch back to Harry or whatever. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. So you get to always be in on the action pretty much.
0: Yes. Yes. Is a
1: two player?
0: Oh oh yeah. You can play two player.
1: Oh you can't? Oh sweet. Well, Absolutely. I'm pretty stoked.
0: So if you play two player, I don't think it lets you switch back and forth.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But single player will let you switch back and forth, yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. Well.
0: Got another long intro.
1: We do. We do. Oh, well, also, this is our last chapter by chapter uh, for this book. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So already, that went by really fast.
2: That did go by really fast. It's
1: a short book, but... I feel like that went by really fast. Um, So we are going to take a break again from chapter by chapter. um, And we're going to get into some character deep dives, correct?
0: I think so for at least a couple episodes, two or three, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We'll do it for a little bit. Uh, But yeah, we're going to go right back to the beginning with some character deep dives. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so this will be our last series of unfortunate events. And uh, we'll figure out something else.
0: And we'll figure out something else.
1: Yeah. In the meantime, we will um, look at some characters. I think we have a couple lined up. Uh, I think you're ready. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah. Well, anything else about you? I feel like I had a lot to talk about today.
0: No, I I don't think so. I'm glad you feel that way because I feel like I interrupted you a lot.
1: Well, I mean, you're a segue interrupter, you know?
0: Oh,
1: God. I'm just kidding. No, I don't think that you interrupted me a lot. I have a a tendency to talk over people, so that's fine.
0: It's a family trait.
1: It is, isn't it? Tell me the truth.
0: It is a little bit.
1: Who does it? Everyone in my family?
0: Uh, Your youngest sister, not as much.
1: Yeah, she doesn't as much, huh? Who does it the most?
2: Your older sister and your mother.
1: Really? I think so. My older sister more than me?
0: Oh, it's probably pretty close, but... Yeah.
1: I'm actively working on it, but I mean that's not saying much. So,
0: I'm actively working on some of my faults too, but it's not always saying much.
1: <laughs> what are What are you actively I, working on?
0: I know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> um,
0: what am I actively working on? Um,
2: I don't know. You put me on the spot. Yeah,
1: I know. Wow. Yeah, I could tell you're working hard. So
0: <laughs> I know, apparently, right? <laughs>
1: What am I? I admit that
0: I have some faults.
1: Uh, That's true. We just you can't pinpoint them right now, but I will
0: say one thing that I am working on is yeah. If you're a fan of Himium, which I know you are, how I met your brother? Yes, absolutely. Sometimes I have a tendency to be a little like Ted Mosby and be a know-it-all. Yeah. So I have actively worked recently when somebody says something that i know or at least believe but i know is not true
1: (laughs) um, and i know
0: but they haven't actively asked for my opinion i keep my mouth shut i'm like no should you you?
1: give me an example like what because there are times where you should correct somebody Oh, well,
0: okay. Like in life and death situations, yeah.
1: But like, but give me an example. Says,
0: uh, if somebody says something like, uh, my favorite character in Lord of the Rings is Aragorn.
1: Oh, you, know, you correct that. For I could sure. say,
0: actually, it's Aragorn. But I'm like, no, Bobby, you're going to sound like a jerk.
1: Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's that's how you lose a friend. So, (laughs) yeah.
0: So I'm like, you know what? They'll figure it out on their own. Nobody asks for your opinion. Just keep your mouth
1: shut. Dang. Have you been have you been wanting to correct me so far in this intro on some things?
0: Not that I can think of. I mean, I corrected you a little bit on the Lego thing. I thought it was just thought it was humorous that you were so excited about it when they've been around for years.
1: Well, here's the but, thing, though. That's the kind of video games that I'm into. See, look at me. I'm cutting you off. So talking. No, you people.
0: didn't. No, that's good. Um, I know. I know that's your jam. That's your. That kind is my jam.
1: Game. My favorite video game of all time is Pokemon Snap. I'll. I will never be sorry for that.
0: Oh man.
1: I don't like normal video games. And you don't I don't like
0: video games that where you could like die and, and fail.
1: Exactly. So here's one of my faults that I'm not working on because I'm fine with it. Okay. I do things that I know I will succeed at. Okay. I don't like if there's. You wanna... Like I'll I'll challenge myself to the extent to where it's like, yeah, that was a little bit hard, but like, duh, I was gonna be fine. So,
0: don't you want to challenge yourself though?
1: No, I want to be great. I want to be great. (laughs) I want to be the top. I want to be. I I'm not trying to fail, you know. I just get frustrated. Okay. Do you
0: do I like do a what?
1: Do you do things that you think that you there's a chance of failure?
0: Oh, like in video games for sure.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, failure to some extent is how you learn, right?
1: Uh, Yeah. Or just by being great and awesome. You know,
0: I mean, yeah.
1: I'm just kidding. No, I know what you mean.
0: Do you think Michael Jordan succeeded At everything in his life or do you think the reason he was great is because he failed and in fact he has a commercial about this
1: yeah and that's great for that's good i'm glad for him (laughs) i'm super (laughs) glad for him
0: he has a commercial that literally says he like goes goes over and talks about all the things that have not gone right in his career all the shots he's missed because everybody remembers the shots he made, but he's missed way more than he's made. And at the very end of the commercial, it says, I have failed over and over again in my life. And that is why I succeed.
2: Hmm.
1: Or you succeed over and over again. (laughs) Or you're average over and over again.
0: Oh, gracious.
1: So you're slightly above average in the long run. Okay. So No shame in that. No shame. I'm good with it. So what are you going to do?
0: Not a darn thing.
1: Not a darn thing. All right. <laughs> well, with that, let's get to quotes and votes. Let's do it. Oh, oh i
2: Quotes and Boats
1: with Kelsey and Bob. All right, and welcome back to Quotes and Boats. With me
0: and Bob. <laughs> Bob. I'm just trying to change it up a little bit.
1: <laughs> okay, fair enough. You yeah, could Bob. say you could say sassy Bob.
2: Sassy Bob, yep.
1: yeah. Yeah, cuz you're feeling sassy right now. Uh, okay, so are you ready?
0: Yeah, hit me, quote me.
1: Oh, now I'm changing my mind. Hold on.
0: Oh, my, (sighs) I know,
1: I know. You just put
0: so much pressure on me. Like, I know, I did.
1: Okay, no, no, no. no. Okay, okay, here we go. You ready? I think it's an easy one.
0: All right, pressure's on. Here we go.
1: The truth. It is a beautiful and terrible thing and should therefore be treated with great caution.
2: Hmm. I
0: think it's from Harry Potter. Okay. And I think it's said by Albus Dumbledore.
1: Oh man. How do you know so fast? Are you serious?
0: Yeah. I just, yeah, it just sounded Dumbledore-ish.
1: You're really good at this. Okay.
0: Nope. <laughs> I don't know which Harry Potter it's from. Yeah, let me,
1: let me look it up. Let's see what book it's from. What book do you think it's from?
2: Oh,
0: I'm going to guess. I'm vacillating between two options. Um, I'm going
2: to guess... Half-Blood Prince.
1: Okay. Uh, hold on.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: I'm trying to find it. Um,
0: I think it's either Half-Blood Prince or Goblet of Fire.
1: Hmm. Well, <laughs> I can't find it. Hmm. Well, it's okay. Don't know. Oh, that one's a good one. The uh, happiness can found, be found in the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on the light.
0: Oh, oh I okay.
1: like that one. That one's a good one.
0: One of my favorite Dumbledore quotes is in, I think it's in... Is it in Half-Blood Prince where Ron is into Lavender Brown? Yeah, it is. Yes. And uh, she gets taken to the uh, medical ward or medical wing or whatever they call it um, because he's taken that potion, you know, that was intended for Harry. Um, And so Ron gets taken there and Lavender's there like, oh, one, one, you know, that type of thing. (laughs) Yeah. And then he says Hermione in his sleep. And so Lavender's like appalled and leaves and Dumbledore's there. And he goes, oh, to be young and feel love's keen sting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So good. That actress did a really great job.
0: She's, she did. She's annoying, but that's what she was supposed to be.
1: Man, when she did the, uh, blew the hot air on the glass. (laughs) (laughs) and it lasted an uncomfortably long amount of time
0: (laughs) yes yes
1: Uh. (laughs) really good it is very good uh all right well you got it i said it would be easy so there you go
0: there you go but you were still surprised i got it so quick
1: yeah i was you, because you act like you don't know, and then you just like throw it out there. No problem.
0: Cause I have to think for a second just to make sure I'm on the right track.
1: All right, fine.
0: So I've got a boat riddle for you.
1: Okay. Oh, you do?
0: Yeah. This is real. This is really nautical. Not like last week. Not like
1: was, last week. About
0: the reflection. And...
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. So close your okay. eyes.
1: Closing my eyes. I like how now you tell me to close my eyes. Yes.
0: (laughs) So imagine you're in a sinking rowboat surrounded by sharks.
1: How would you survive? I don't want, I don't want to be in that.
0: Did you even finish and hear the rest of my No,
1: no, because I don't want to close my eyes and imagine that.
0: Okay, then don't close your eyes.
1: Okay, say it again. I'll listen.
0: Imagine you're in a sinking rowboat surrounded by sharks. How do you survive?
1: I open my eyes because I'm just imagining it.
0: You are correct. Oh, really? (laughs) The answer is stop imagining. I am impressed.
1: Yes. Got it. I'm impressed. Good job. Yeah. All right. Uh, My husband sent me a real let me see i mean we're on zoom so i'll show it to you while i also describe it uh and he said your worst nightmare and oh was it on there i thought it was on instagram um oh yeah okay and it is it's like a video where people are open water Yeah, and it's like just the calm, open water. Like, it's so calm, and you can't see anything. You can't see any land.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) I got so uncomfortable just watching that. Like, would you want to do that? Like, would you go deep sea fishing?
0: Yeah, I would go deep sea fishing.
1: (laughs) Would you jump in?
0: Probably not.
1: If you were like on top of water, that's like a mile deep or however deep, who cares too deep. Would you (laughs) jump in?
0: Probably not.
1: Like the video that I just showed you, would you jump into that?
0: No, I'm not down with. Jumping into water and I cannot see what's below me.
1: Yeah. Like, would you, uh, would you scuba dive?
0: No, I don't think so. That's never been something that I've been interested in. Scuba oh, diving.
1: Okay. okay.
0: I like, I do like going out on boats. I'm fine yeah, with so that. So like,
1: what about the boat makes you comfortable then? Because it's just like really a piece of plastic.
0: Well, it's it's more than that. <laughs> it's often wood and maybe some steel or at least fiberglass or something strong. Um, but I don't know. It's something solid to be on. like. I've never been a, an avid swimmer, you know, like I'll get in, I'll swim to cool off, you know, during the summertime, but I'm not somebody who just sits there and thinks, man, I got to get in the water. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I enjoy things that occur on land. I love hiking and things like that. I think you do too. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to go be, go peeking over any cliffs or anything like that, but
1: no, you know, feet on the ground not too high up kind of vibe. Mm. Yeah. Okay. All right. I got you. I can do that.
0: So... Oh. Sorry. That reminded me of something. I was watching some YouTube videos. It was cool, Cause I love parks and rec, you know, yeah. that. and uh, it was some of Ron Swanson's greatest quotes on parks and rec. And there's an art show that uh, somehow parks and rec is sponsoring. In Pawnee, the city that the show takes place in, okay. and, and Leslie Nope, you know, is supposed to make the, the main character, is supposed to make the opening speech, and uh, for whatever reason, I can't remember why, she's feeling really anxious and doesn't want to go up and do it, and she asks Ron to go up and do it, and Ron's like, no, <laughs> like, you live for this kind of stuff, what's your problem, <laughs> and Leslie's like, I don't know, I just can't do it, Ron, please, 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 and just begs and begs and begs, him. and finally he relents, because he always like, he makes fun of Leslie, but he loves her and can't stand for her to be in distress.
2: Yeah, yeah. So
0: he finally agrees to go do it. And there's a bunch of paintings in there of like nature. And he gets there and he's like, I'm Ron Swanson. I have no idea why the government is sponsoring an art show. And I don't know why you would make paintings of nature when you can just go stand out in nature and look at it. <laughs> I was like, that makes a little bit of sense.
1: You know what? Fair <laughs> enough. Fair yeah. enough on that. <laughs> Oh, he's a great character
0: Oh, fabulous
1: Really great character That's a good show It is a good one
0: I know you don't like it as much as you like The Office No,
1: I, I don't, prefer- but it is but a good show
0: Would you say this? If The uh, Office is a 10 Is Parks and Rec a 9?
1: Oh, or would you so put you, it
0: a little lower than a 9?
1: You broke up a little bit You said if Parks and Rec if, if The Office is a 10
0: if Sorry, yeah technical difficulties. Shocker. If the office is a 10, would you say parks and rec is a nine or would you put it lower? 8.1. 8.1. 8.1. Yep. Yep. I'm okay with that. I love parks and rec, but I'm okay with you giving it a, that's 8.1 is a strong score.
1: Is Parks and Rec a 10 for you?
2: Oh, dear. Man, that is a fabulous question.
0: I feel like when it comes to TV shows, I'm more critical than I am of movies.
1: Yeah, I am I too. there's more of
0: a time commitment.
1: Yeah, I am too.
0: So do I have to differentiate between dramas and comedies? Yes. Um, I was going to say 24 is a 10.
1: Oh, that is a 10.
0: The first four seasons of Lost are a 10.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, so for me, Parks and Rec. So when it comes to comedy, I guess I would say I put Parks and Rec at a 9.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: Scrubs at a 10.
1: <laughs> Someday I'll like it. Someday. I'll come around.
0: You know, they have a podcast together. Who? The two of the main characters from Scrubs, JD and Turk.
1: Oh, is it good?
0: It's it's funny. I mean, it's it's dorky. It's the podcast is called Real Friends, Fake Doctors.
1: Do they like go through the episodes or what do they do?
0: No, they just get on. Well, sometimes they talk about. Yeah, they talk about Scrubs quite a bit, but also they just, you know, get on there and talk about random stuff, kind of like we do.
1: Oh, okay. Kind of like a friendship onion.
0: A little bit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, someday, someday I'll watch it. But we'll see. One day. All right. Well, with that, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsors before Mm -hmm. we get into the meat of our episode. All right, and welcome back to the meat
2: of the episode
1: of the episode. So we are finishing up our chapter by chapter of a series of unfortunate events. A bad beginning. The, yes. the bad beginning. A the bad? bad beginning. I think it's or, the bad beginning. The bad beginning. Okay. By uh, our very own Lemony Snicket. Yes. I don't know why I said our very own, but because he is not ours (laughs) that's okay yeah I think that he would be a figgy
0: I think so too
1: I think he would enjoy it Um, okay so we have chapters 11 12 and 13 to finish up the book
0: yeah it's over after this
1: yeah so what happens to the kiddos
0: well quick summary of chapter 11 so in chapter 10 violet of course who is a brilliant inventor creates a grappling hook to try to Mm -hmm. save sunny she throws up the grappling hook several times and it fails but then finally she throws it up and it gets purchase on something yeah so she she climbs up and realizes it is uh hooked on to the hook of one of the hooks of the henchmen of Count Olaf
1: yeah which I mean is pretty strong
0: yeah right that's impressive right yeah
1: because like she thought it was on something solid too
0: yeah for those of you who might think a 14 year old girl is really light maybe compared to some of the things you've dealt with but to hold a 14-year-old girl up with one arm as she climbs 30 feet.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's pretty
0: impressive. Well,
1: she's like, you know, swing yeah. around and, hmm, yeah. Anyway, continue.
0: So the hooked man's like, nice to see you type of thing, all sarcastically, and then calls Count Olaf. And Olaf tells him to bring Klaus up there too until the show. Mm-hmm. When they're going to be performing The Magnificent Marriage. <clears throat> excuse me, magnificent marriage. And so they set up there alone with Sonny still in the cage and they try to think of a way out.
1: Yes. Yeah. So now at this point, they're all in the tower, all three of yes. them trapped. Um, okay. So what I, my initial thing that I found interesting in this chapter is that, you know, uh, Violet, is taken into the room obviously at mm-hmm. the top of the tower and um she looks around and then it cuts to the narrator who you get a glimpse of being an actual real person because the narrator describes what's in his room yes and so that's oh is that like foreshadowing
0: oh yes
1: oh no way yeah oh sorry
0: kelsey saw me kelsey saw me smiling on the screen yeah you
1: did yeah the cog
0: started turning yeah
1: oh i'm really excited now Yo, okay. yeah because There's, yeah it said like uh, a
2: yeah
1: he had everything that he's found out about the bold Lader children uh you know all of his research what else was there
0: There's a photograph of a woman named Beatrice
1: oh yes that's right I was like okay weirdo
0: yeah oh Oh. yeah that comes into play later
1: oh okay
0: I think actually quite a bit later you hear little bits about her as the story goes on but it's much later in the narrative that that you're like oh okay finally I hear about Beatrice yeah
1: well because I you know with usually with narrators they're just kind of omnipresent you know it's not a real being but I mean correct me if I'm wrong this was the first time that we got this
0: this is the first time we get uh some personal information from Lemony Snicket himself
1: yeah okay okay yeah Yeah, so that was that was super interesting also to hear about what's in his room um Mm -hmm. you know Uh, But anyway, so then they kind of, the kids kind of feel sorry for themselves, which fair enough, you know, Oh yeah, fair enough. And Violet even uh, kind of reflects on all the horrible things that have happened to them and kind of lists them out. Um, So what, what are those things?
0: Well, since we've started this story, just in one 13 chapter book, their parents have perished in a fire Mm -hmm. um they have learned this from a banker named mr poe who takes them temporarily to live with him and buys them ugly clothing
1: yes that was on the list ugly clothes
0: (laughs) which they do everything they can not to wear yeah um they have been forced to move in with count Olaf. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: mr poe the one person they think that might be able to assist them has refused to help Yes. They have discovered Count Olaf's nefarious plot to marry Violet so that he can get access to the Baudelaire fortune. And uh their youngest uh, sibling, Sunny, has been captured and put in a birdcage on top of a tower.
1: Yeah, no big deal though.
0: The threat of dropping her to her demise, which, wow, it would be messed up for an adult, for an infant, if that there's a special yeah. place reserved for people like that.
1: Oh, yeah. Like that's a really horrible person. I mean, we yeah. already knew that, but you know. Yes. Um, and really they're captured as well. So that's a bad thing.
0: It is, yes. And while they're captured, they're trying to f- figure out ways to get out of this situation. What are some of the ways? <laughs> yeah. What are some of the ways they think of Sonny and Klaus to okay. get out of this situation?
1: So i mean this was just super funny i mean some of them actually they were all kind of funny
0: sorry did i say sunny and klaus i meant violet and klaus
1: oh yeah well sunny's out there just biting stuff i'm sure yeah but um yeah all of these ideas were kind of funny so molotov cocktails um was that me
0: i think that sound was on your
1: end Yeah. yeah it was Sorry. Got an email. I thought I, I thought I exited out of everything and I didn't. (laughs) Dang it. Um, Okay. So Molotov cocktails. Okay. Uh, And who, what, whose idea was that? It tried to explain Um, what it was.
0: Violet. It was Violet's idea. And Klaus was like, what's a Molotov cocktail?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, And you're going to have to explain this one to me. Become polygamists
0: um you have more than one spouse
1: yeah so how would that get them out of this situation
0: so the the only thing i could think of is if they were polygamists and violet had more than one husband not one there couldn't be one of the husbands that lays claim to everything
1: oh i see
0: because there'd be multiple husbands competing
1: that sounds like a bad way to get out of a marriage
0: Which I think that um,
2: I think he said that in that uh,
0: society in that town or whatever, polygamy is illegal. So I think he was also trying to intimate that Violet could marry somebody else before she marries Count Olaf.
1: Oh, and then
0: the marriage wouldn't be legal according to those town's customs. That town's customs.
1: Gotcha. Oh, okay, okay. I see. I see. So bad idea. Uh, I this one was funny using bottles as knives just just you know (laughs) knife your way out of there i guess um getting desperate uh and this one was my favorite saying i don't instead of i do
0: which sounds smart but i mean they pretty quickly at least violet i think quickly determines that well, if she says that, Count Olaf is just going to say, okay, drop Sunny.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's over. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that wouldn't really work. Um, that was kind of their last ditch effort idea, I think. Yes. Uh, so what would be your ideas to get out of this situation? So you're trapped in a tower. Uh, you have to marry Count Olaf. Yikes. Yeah no thanks um
0: man to get out of this situation i would obviously try to think of ways to escape out of the tower but if it's a 30 foot drop and i don't have anything that i can use to climb down that starts to become pretty hopeless
1: yeah and you would have to get sunny out too
0: right
2: you have to get sunny out of there um so The only thing I could really think of, I suppose, I
0: don't know, is to try to, and we'll get there, but to try to grab the walkie-talkie out of Count Olaf's hand or to uh, pretend I signed, but not really, but Olaf's probably watching, so I don't know if that would work i don't know do you have any ideas that are better than that
1: i would probably here's what i think i would you know after this they're all on the stage obviously it's the play
2: Mm
1: -hmm. uh i would like allude to justice strauss that Sonny is trapped somewhere
0: right you know
1: i blame all of that on poe though
0: I guess they try to tell Poe and Olaf is there. But yeah, I don't even why know do why they're they try keep trying
1: to tell Poe. Po. I don't know. Like, get out of here, you know? Yeah. That guy is just bad news.
0: He has bad news. Yeah. He's just oblivious.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh and then we do have a little bit of foreshadowing at the end of this chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So i think that lemony snicket is a big fan of foreshadowing clearly oh yes big fan sometimes obviously sometimes not so obviously
0: yeah for sure yeah but he does it quite a bit
1: yeah um but that i mean that chapter was very short chapter 11 indeed was a very short chapter Um, okay. So let's go to chapter 12 or I'm sorry. Do you have anything else to say about chapter 11?
0: No, I think that's good.
1: Okay. Unless you do. Oh no, Mm -mm. no. Okay. All right. Chapter 12.
0: You want me to do the summary?
1: Uh, okay. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do this one. Okay. Okay. So a quick summary of chapter 12. So the kids go down backstage and hear that the play is underway. They're kind of, they're summoned down the two kids, Violet and Klaus. Sunny, of right. course, is still up there. Mm-hmm. Um, they get into their costumes as they were told to. Uh, they see Justice Strauss and try to convince her to kind of go off script and be artistic and creative with her lines. Um <laughs> She didn't appear to want to do that. Um, She's taking this this way too seriously.
0: Yeah, I was going to say she thinks this is her big break.
1: Yeah.
0: She's always wanted to do.
1: I'm really questioning her at this point. Like, (laughs) come on. Just, you're a judge. Just do that, you know? Yeah. Uh, And then also Poe is there. Mm -hmm. And I... just a little side note on our outline. I put twerp. Okay. Okay. Uh, Because he, because he doesn't (laughs) do anything. He still doesn't do anything because like you said, they tried to say something to him, right?
0: They try. And then Olaf shows up with his walkie talkie. And they assume that if they say anything to Poe, that, Count Olaf will hurt Sonny, which is probably true, but it's also probably true that even if they said something, Poe wouldn't do anything about it.
1: Yeah, and here's the thing about it is, you know, when you're around somebody that is not a good person, you get vibes, you know? Right? I mean, somebody has to have vibes on this guy. Like, who's in the audience? It seems like there's a pretty full audience. It does. It does. So uh, and he
0: seems like he hangs out with a pretty sketchy crowd.
1: Well, yeah. Like the whole crowd is not cool. Yeah. <laughs> so if I were to hear that, that this crowd of really not great people are putting on a play, I'd be like, Nah, I'll, I'll pass. I don't like that, yeah. you know, and especially not a good play, which we'll get to. Yes. Yeah. Not a good one. Okay. So then, uh, so there's three acts to the play Mm -hmm. and act three starts. And this is where the kids come into it. Okay. And as we all were hoping wouldn't happen, but it had to Violet does say I do. And she signs the paper.
0: Yeah. At that point, you were really feeling like all is lost.
1: Yeah. I was thinking, no, there's, she's not going to do it. There's something that's going to happen, you know? Yeah. And then it she signs it.
0: Yeah. You and I both have younger siblings though. Yeah. Would you do what Violet did for your younger sibling if their life was on the line?
1: Which one? <laughs>
0: I guess we'd each have two younger siblings.
1: Yeah, that's true, huh? So. No, I would. Right. But is that, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, her life is on the line, but then is what she's doing helping them at all, really? You know?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess that's, I guess the hooked man has made comments to them that have kind of been to the extent of it doesn't really matter what happened. Like, really, after this is, this wedding is secured. Count Olaf doesn't care about the two younger children.
1: Yeah, like they're going to die anyway, pretty much. Right? Yeah.
0: So that could, yeah, that would that would have to go into your calculations for sure.
1: But I mean, maybe Hookman is speaking way out of turn, you know, which I wouldn't put it past him. Listen, he has two hooks for hands for a reason. So
0: He's made some bad decisions.
1: <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: So, okay. So okay. anyways. yeah.
1: Let's dig into this one.
0: No, no, no. So, um, so we have here Mr. Poe still. Yeah. Um, you clearly do not like this man.
1: No, I don't. Does he have... Tell me without giving me specifics. Is there redemption in further books at all? Or is he always not useful?
0: No, he is... Okay, so without... Trying to not give away specifics, there are certain times he is useful. Okay. He's still not always. I mean, pick your expression. He's not the sharpest tool in the shed. He's a few bricks short of a load. Like he's just not tracking yeah. with the whole thing. You know?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, but there are some times where he does prove useful. Does his usefulness? match the evil of count olaf i guess we'll find out <laughs> all
1: right fine i doubt so, it you doubt it <laughs> I really doubt it
0: oh gosh anyways um so let's talk about the um count olaf's theater troupe
1: yeah so we we kind of chat about them but let's really talk about this group of nerds okay
0: so we've heard them described. We would think yeah. that a reasonable person would see them and think, I don't know about these people.
1: Yeah. I mean, because I'm a firm believer in that you exude energy, you know? Okay. And you know just by being near somebody, if they're not a good person, sometimes, you know what I mean?
0: Oh, yeah, I can.
1: Like, I don't know what it is, but I'm not liking the vibes here.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, like you said, there's a vibe that certain people give off.
1: Yeah, and then you get a whole group of them together. I mean, could you imagine that aura that's being given off?
0: Oh, gracious. (laughs) So much new age philosophy coming (laughs) out right now. Vibes, (laughs) aura, all that stuff. Yeah,
1: Exactly. No, but like. They're all not good people. Which, I mean, they would have to be. Could you imagine there's, like, one good person? Then I, I would... Mean,
0: who, who associates with Count Olaf?
1: Bad people?
0: That's what That's what I mean, yeah. It's like... Oh, yeah. Would there be anybody that has any redeeming quality that would be with Count Olaf?
1: No. I mean, that's true. That's true. But, uh, you know... That's what, I, but that's the thing. Like you have a whole group of them together and then everybody's supporting this play that they're all in, you know?
0: Right. Yeah, the community like comes together.
1: Yeah, they all, I mean, either they have no idea or they're incredibly bored.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess it begs the question, do these people really think that of Walden is true or good? I don't know. Maybe they just choose to be oblivious.
1: Yeah. I mean, do they choose to be unaware of it?
0: Yeah, I don't know, because they do seem to be very supportive of the play in the beginning.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, they're all like clapping and they're all excited. And I don't think, like I said, I don't think that it ever gives a true indication of what the crowd looks like. But it does seem like there's a full crowd.
0: It does, and it it seems to be a crowd made of fairly respectable people.
1: Yeah, I mean, Pose there. We have Justice Strauss who's in it. You know.
0: Yeah, which maybe she adds respectability to the. That's
1: well. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, clearly her friends are going to come and support her, even though they're like, "Why are you doing this?"
0: Yeah, that's true. That's very true.
1: Yeah. So who knows? Who knows? Uh, I lean on the fact that maybe there's nothing better to do in the town. Maybe. So, yeah, that's what I think.
0: Because the play is pretty clearly horribly boring.
1: Yes, it's incredibly boring and nobody likes it. Yeah. So.
0: (laughs) He says, Lemony Snicket says at some point, like, I would describe this play to you, but uh, it's horrible. Yeah. So I will not bore you with this. Basically, all it did was serve to get Count Olaf to the point that he wanted to get to with Violet.
1: Yeah, like he clearly did not even want to entertain the crowd or anything like that. He Mm -hmm. didn't want to up his reputation as a respectable... uh, Thespian? Yes, thespian or anything of that nature. He just wanted the money.
0: Yes. Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Uh, So how did you feel at the end of this chapter? I mean, there's one chapter left and she just signed the paper.
0: At this point, you feel pretty hopeless because it says that Violet signs the paper and everything has gone through like Klaus has outlined and even Count Olaf to some extent is outlined. And so you can't imagine that there's any way out of this. So you're like, wow, this is really creepy. Um, A adult male presumably middle-aged I guess is how I picture him has Ah. married a 14 year old who is adopted daughter and this is super creepy
1: yeah yeah I yeah I didn't see a way out of it in the slightest
0: I didn't either but apparently we're not as clever as the Baudelaire's
1: well yeah that's true or as
0: clever as the author of the story so
1: very true very true All right, well, that takes us to chapter 13 then, the final chapter. Go ahead and summarize it.
0: So after the quote-unquote ceremony is complete, uh, Justice Strauss says her words, Count Olaf says I do, Violet says I do, and then Violet signs the document, Olaf just stops the play. Yeah. Like says, the purpose of this play has been... Uh, completed, and there's no need to go on. And he announces this is how. So, Olaf is a very clever guy, but he's also pretty clearly arrogant, I think.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: He thinks he's outwitted everybody. And so then he says, We're married, and I have access to the Baudelaire fortune because Violet is my wife. Yeah. And uh, everyone is very upset. Um, at first they don't believe what's going on. They think it's part of the play. But then once they realize something has actually happened that is horrible, the crowd starts to turn on him. Mm-hmm. And uh even Justice Strauss is so upset, she's in tears, and she stops and she says <laughs>
1: feel bad for her. Sorry, continue. <laughs>
0: I know. You have you have very little grace for the adults in this No, court.
1: I don't. Yeah.
0: Um so Justice Strauss starts to stop and think like is there any way I think that we can get out of this and she goes no this marriage is is legal and binding. That's crazy. She's shaking her head.
1: Yeah, I'm shaking my head very vehemently.
0: <laughs> so per their agreement which kudos a little bit to count Olaf here he holds up his end of the bargain
1: yeah he
0: radios to let Sonny go yeah um and after he agrees to let Sonny go he says you know they're talking about how they're legally married and everything well it says no we're not and you're kind of as as the reader you're like,
1: like "What? what
0: like what in the world could she have up her sleeve yeah And so she reveals that when she signed the marriage document, she signed it with her left hand. She is, however, right-handed. Yes. So because she did not sign it in her own hand, quote unquote, it is not a legally binding marriage. Okay. Which I got to be honest with you. I don't know that that would hold up.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's what I... Hmm. Okay.
0: But in the story, it does. Justice Strauss contemplates it for a minute and thinks about it and then goes, you know what? Yeah. She didn't sign it in her own hand. So this marriage is null and void. It It is not valid or legal. And then she offers... To have the children live with her. Yeah. She says, I love you, Baudelaires. I feel responsible for you. I want you to come and live with me. They are very excited, wanting to know, can they have access to her library all the time? Can they help her garden, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And she says, of course. So it feels like this is going to end well.
1: Yeah, it seems like it's going to.
0: It does. But the narrator, Lemony Snicket, Mm -hmm. lets us know, I've told you that this is a series of unfortunate events. Yeah. So if you think this is going to end happily and that's how you want it to end, I would stop reading right
1: now. Yeah, the very last second. He's still... Yeah, st- <laughs>
0: because what's going to happen after this is not going to make you happy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, so at the very last second, Count Olaf gets away.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's able to, is it smoke? It comes out.
1: Uh I think all the lights turn off, right? That's right. That's right. All the lights turn off.
0: One of his assistants turns off all the lights and Olaf is able to escape. And they're like, it's okay because we still get to live with Justice Strauss, but Mr. Poe says, I'm sorry, but your parents said you have to live with family. And Justice Strauss is not family. Therefore, I cannot allow you to live with her. And Justice Strauss agrees. And says, don't you want to, don't you want to follow your parents' wishes?
1: The then, people. huh. I said, these people.
0: I know. And then the children are thinking about their parents and how much they love them and how they feel like their parents do have their best interest at heart. And so they agree that it would be better for them to move in with somebody else, I guess, or yeah. follow their parents' wishes. So. You go from a potential dream scenario to now you're right back to Mm -hmm. being in limbo.
1: So really right back to where we started. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about Justice Strauss real quick. So she is remorseful of her ignorance to the whole situation. Right. Okay. Uh, Do you feel like she would have believed them?
0: I don't think so, because Olaf, think about Olaf how you will, but he is a master manipulator. Yeah. And I think that he pulled on the right strings with Justice
1: Strauss. Oh, yeah, that's true. He knew exactly what to do.
0: To where, yeah, even though the Baudelaire's, if the Baudelaire's had come to her and said all this stuff, she would have, even though I think she's a good person,
2: mm-hmm.
0: her starstruckedness hmm would have over overshadowed it what do you think
1: uh yeah I agree I I would like to think that if they were persistent in telling her that she would have looked into it but uh you know how we see Olaf because we're seeing him through the eyes of the kids pretty much right right he's got to be charming
0: apparently yeah
1: So, you know,
0: two adults at least, yeah,
1: yeah, well, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, okay, so then let's talk about Mr. Poe, my favorite person, okay? So he does try to defend the children in this chapter,
2: Mm -hmm. he gets
1: mad and he tells Olaf that he's not going to allow him to withdraw any of the money, right? At first, before too little, too late, Poe, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that obviously if they're married, that can happen. So bummer, Poe. Right. Um, but it was a nice sentiment. It's a thought that counts, I guess. (laughs) But also after, uh, Violet reveals the technicality, uh, he says that he won't allow Olaf to be their guardian. Uh, so he does defend them in that, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, he doesn't allow it to continue when the, I mean, really the easy thing for him would just look the other way. Right. Oh yeah. So, um, but he also does say that about the parents wishes, you know? So while he doesn't allow Olaf, he also doesn't allow justice Strauss. Um, how do you feel about that?
2: I,
0: I guess I understand. It depends upon, I guess, the parameters that the parents have given him. So yeah. The parents have said, "Act in the best interest of our children."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Clearly, the best interest of the children would have been let to let them live with Justice Strauss. Yeah. But if the parents had willed that they have to be with family then I guess legally Poe has to respect that wish. Even yeah. if he did it very lazily at the beginning.
1: Yeah. Giving
0: yeah. them to Olaf who is apparently their closest living relative but far from being their closest relative. Yeah. By blood. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. What do you think um I don't know obviously I don't know all the legal stuff that goes into it but
0: well I think there's a difference sorry to cut you off so there's a but there's a difference I think between what is your legal responsibility which I think is yeah. what Pearl is primarily interested in and yeah. what is your moral responsibility
1: he seems like a very black and white person
0: yes Agreed.
1: yeah Where I mean, there's definitely situational things that have happened that maybe the kids would be better off with Justice Strauss. Mm -hmm. But it's a series of unfortunate events. So
0: it sure is.
1: What are you going to do? We have quite a few more books after this. Yes. (laughs) And if they live with Justice Strauss, they would probably be happy, but very boring. So,
0: and it would be the story would be 12 books shorter.
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Now let's talk about this technicality. Okay. I mean, is that real?
0: I don't know how many, what the laws are in states, but I would assume that if there were witnesses, say, for example, it was you that was signing a document. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, there were witnesses that said that they saw you sign the document, which there obviously were here. And then you said, aha, I did it with my left hand. It doesn't count. (laughs) I feel like a judge would say, "Mm, there's 30 witnesses here that says you signed it. I don't care if it's with your right or with your left. You signed it.
1: Yeah, I thought that was really strange.
0: Yes. Um, Clever. Clever. On Violet's
1: part. And that was foreshadowing all the way back to the first chapter where it said she was right-handed, just like a lot of other 14 year old girls.
0: That's true. Where that's we true.
1: said, we said that's weird, you know,
0: that's true.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, foreshadowing I like again, it. what are you going to do?
0: I like it. That's true.
1: Um, But I mean, Surely she could have said that she was under duress, right?
0: I would think, yeah. I see that would be a better legal argument saying that you were under duress. Then a judge would be more, I think, apt to throw it out.
1: Yeah. 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 So yeah, the left-handed thing, I'm not really sure. I mean, I guess if you compare signatures, because people do compare signatures, right?
0: Oh, they do. That's true.
1: So maybe that
0: the only thing that I think would, would prevent that from happening is the witnesses. Like, yeah, it doesn't look like your signature, but there's a lot of witnesses, but I like, I like the duress that you brought up.
1: Yeah. And I don't really understand why justice Strauss maybe didn't think of that because
0: she's a judge.
1: (laughs) It's Like this weird thing, you know, yeah. (laughs) Oh, these adults in these books, just not the smartest.
0: And it's not the, uh, it's not the end of you being disappointed in adults in these books.
1: And maybe you should be, you know, Mm -hmm. adults should listen to children. Maybe. They're going to tell you something. They're going to tell you something.
0: I mean, we've talked about on this show about the childlike awe that you have for fantasy and that's what we're looking to recapture so maybe people should pay attention to that.
1: Yeah, that's very true. Very true. Uh one quote that I really liked in this chapter, okay? Mm-hmm. was uh so they didn't understand it, but like so many unfortunate events in life just because you don't understand it doesn't mean it isn't so.
0: That is so true.
1: I really liked that quote. Um because yeah, like like you just said, it's so true that you know you wish that something didn't isn't happening or didn't happen, but it happened.
0: And you still have to deal with it.
1: Yeah, and you have to deal with it and figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, just like the the Beauder children had to.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um, anyway, I don't I mean. That's really all. That's the end of the book. You know, Olaf gets away with his pals. So he's still out there. We know that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he's out there. The children are going back to pose for the time being while he finds a new guardian. Right. And uh, it's unfortunate. Really? (laughs)
0: Yeah. I was going to say the author has kept his word to us.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Even when we think that something good might come out of this, something unfortunate happens.
1: Yeah, exactly. Not a good ending.
0: No, it's not, it's the bad beginning, but yeah. it's also not a great ending to the bad. That's beginning.
1: true. That's true. Uh, but now, okay. So after reading these last few chapters The part that hooks me the most is uh Lemony Snicket, that narrator bit. All right,
2: you're gonna pick up
0: more as you read the series. What'd you say? He's a very interesting fellow, and you're going to pick up a lot more nuance and detail about him as the series continues.
1: Okay, okay, all right, all right. Well, do you have anything else that you want to add about this chapter by chapter?
0: No, I don't think so. I think we covered it pretty well. You? Yeah,
1: I think so too. I think it was a good book choice. I think that it was uh, fun and light and a little bit more out there. For sure. Which made it interesting. I never read it before. So it was exciting to read it with a fresh set of eyes, you know?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree.
1: Yeah. So that, it was fun. Definitely. And so, Mm -hmm. uh, like we said, we are going to be doing, uh, a couple few, I don't know, character deep dives before we, uh, get into something else. For sure. Yeah. So continue the journey on social media. You can find us on Instagram at the fig pod, Uh, Email us all of your thoughts at thefigpod at gmail.com. And, of course, become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash thefigpod.
0: And please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe or follow so that you never miss another episode of the Fantasy in General podcast. See you next
1: week.
0: See you next week.